Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called The Power of Your Words. It's from Colossians 4, verses 5 and 6. My dad was a red-headed oaky who came to California in the Dust Bowl. Soon after arriving in a small farming town, his father deserted the family, leaving behind a poverty-stricken saint of a woman, my grandma, and seven young children. Cletus Leon, my dad's name, can you imagine? Grew up tough in Tulare County, often eating fruit from nearby orchards to leave any potatoes or beans for the rest of the family. Was it the abandonment of his father that made my dad's heart so hard? I will never know. But this I do know. His critical words hurt me deeply. And then one day, when I was about 14 years old, I guess, my dear mother shook her finger at me and said, if you're not careful, you're going to be just like your dad, always critical. Mom's words were both a cursing and a blessing. They shocked me, got my attention, and caused me to purpose changing what might have been my natural bent. What trait of the tongue did you inherit? Loose talk? Coarse talk? A critical tongue? Or do you have lips quick to gossip and a steady flow of negative spew? Take a look at Paul's thoughts here in Colossians 4, verses 5 and 6. He said, Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. And then, this, he said, let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Wow. Consider the power of your words. For with your mouth, well, you will speak life, you will tear down or simply offer drivel. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. So, look at these adjectives. Apt, suitable, beneficial, gracious, encouraging. Do those adjectives describe the things you have to say? Scripture has much valuable instruction to influence our taming of the tongue, such as a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. By your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. That was spoken by our Lord. And from the wise teacher Solomon, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven, a time to be silent and a time to speak. (laughs) Do you notice the order? A time to be silent Time to speak? Hmm. And then also, do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth, so let your words be few. Oh God, let my words be few. Let my words be few. Huh, that's a really good line and quite challenging. Too often... I give my opinion when it isn't solicited. Too often, I say the unnecessary thing. 
Too often, I use my wit to get attention. Too often, I speak when I have nothing beneficial to say. Consider this, also from Paul. Let no unwholesome words ever pass your lips, but let all your words be good for benefiting others according to the need of the moment, so that they may be a means of blessing to the hearers. It raises the bar, does it not? I remember when I was a little girl, and my mother had heard too much from me. She would say, shh, keep still now. Indeed, if you have nothing beneficial to say, that is a good word. Shh, keep still now. On the other hand, if you have a word of encouragement, speak it out. If you have a word that affirms, share it. If you have a word that will lighten another's load, offer it. Because pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and healing to the bones. If you'd like to read this, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on Powerful Bible Teaching, then Morning Briefings, and again the title is The Power of Your Words.